Okay, priority 910-2640, Broadway, cross of Scott and Norman. Okay, reporting network copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Well, we're back up. Northern four car, pay priority 910-2640, Broadway, cross of Scott and Normandy. Okay, hey, reporting network copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Well, we're back up. All right, that was the, uh, some audio from Nancy Pelosi's husband being attacked. It's been all over the news all weekend long. I felt like it's probably a good idea if I just start the week off by addressing it just because it's... Uh, kind of ridiculous <laughs> all right so if you have not heard here's where we're at at 2 2 30 in the morning the police received a call from paul pelosi saying that he has been attacked by an intruder in his home he said the man's name is david and he is a friend okay when they police get on scene to arrest said suspect suspect is standing outside in his underwear with a hammer the police quickly subdue him get the hammer away put him in handcuffs and and take the suspect out now let's all right nobody should ever get attacked especially in the way in the manner that he was because Paul Pelosi did go to the hospital did have a fractured skull, did have uh, other damage to his right arm and right hand, did need emergency surgery. Obviously, we don't want to see anybody get attacked like that. We don't condone violence, and we wish him a speedy recovery. Now that that is out of the way. (laughs) If there is a man at your house at 2 a.m. in his underwear... While your wife is out of town in D.C., I'm thinking this is a tender date gone bad. (laughs) Or or this is the side relationship that Paul Pelosi has. Uh, I'm sure the hammer that he got to the head was probably not the only hammer that he had that night. I often wonder if they also played a different game. Possibly they were sword fighting. I'm not really sure, but that's what it looks like to me. (laughs) I'm sorry, but a man is getting arrested at your house in his underwear at 2.30 in the morning. You look at views from where the house was broken into. There's an awful lot of glass on the outside, not necessarily on the inside. One would assume... If you're hitting a door, a glass door with a hammer, the glass is going to go in the direction it's being smashed in. Of course, there'll be some outside, but you would assume the majority would be in the house. Well, the majority was on the outside. So it's that I find it a bit curious, at least to me. Now, the suspect's name, David DePoppy. Um, I've read a bunch of different stories on this guy. I know the media right now is trying to paint him out as some far-right extremist because they think that this is going to help them in November because I know that this is where it's going. They think that's going to help him in November saying, 
he fell really uh, deep into the QAnon stuff and that he was uh, big on election, you know, being stolen and whatnot, and he went, went way down that rabbit hole. This is a guy that was severely abused in his youth by his parents. He's a vagrant. He's a wanderer. Um, he was currently living in a bus. It's parked on a property. I don't know if it was his property or somebody else's property. It doesn't really matter. On the property, on the bus there, you got Black Lives Matter. You got rainbow-colored American flags. You have everything that smells of Antifa on there. With everything I just told you, what the media is trying to say is recently he went down a rabbit hole, but prior to this incident, uh, he was you know a lefty. But now, because it's a vicious attack... He is uh, all of a sudden an extreme right, and uh, this is what you get because naturally they say that everybody on the extreme right is a violent person, and that's where we're at. Uh, Everything about this story does not make sense, Uh, starting with the fact that the guy got tackled in his underwear. Uh, His children did say they pity their father. They said he has good in him. He also has darkness in him. Uh, But overall, they say he's a good person. He just had a very bad life and was uh, uh, abused heavily when he was a child. He's only about 42 years old. Paul Pelosi's in his 80s. I think he's 83, I want to say, or 82. Um, And, you know, you go online and you can find all kinds of other crap in here. But to me, it looks like Paul Pelosi was having a late-night fling that went bad because you're involved with a crazy person. Uh, that, you know, maybe you said something or did something that he did not like. So the person attacked you with a hammer. Uh, was it the first time they were together? Last time? Who knows? I mean, this guy was at some type of a nudist festival or something that got arrested on the steps of the courthouse. I, I, I was vaguely reading that. It was so far in the past. I mean, it's, it builds a case against his character, but it's kind of irrelevant to what happened to Paul Pelosi. Fact of the matter is, you got a naked man or almost naked, semi-naked man at your house, 2.30 in the morning. You call the cops, you know his name, and you say he's a friend. After you, I, I don't know, me personally, I wouldn't call anybody a friend. Anybody. That assaulted me with a hammer, cracking my skull, and then severely damaging my arm and hand that I was probably, my guess is he's right-handed and he was blocking and he was taking the abuse on the arm and hand to protect his head would be my guess from the way it's described, his injuries were described. So I wouldn't say that person is my friend. (laughs) I would say the guy's name is David. You need to come get him. He's in my house. I've been attacked with a hammer. Come get this guy. Police 911, please. Another thing that doesn't make sense is Nancy and Paul Pelosi, with all the money they got, because you know they're always in the limelight for how much money they have, where's your security at? Don't you guys have a wall? Where are they? I, I'm, that, that, that caught me off guard a little bit. You have no security? The position that Nancy Pelosi holds knowing that people are going to dislike her, knowing that you're going to have crazies coming out of the woodworks that could potentially harm you in your home, you have no security at your home. I, I, I got to tell you, this, this whole story stinks seven ways from Sunday. I never, I, I can't understand what's going on here other than it was a, a hookup gone bad. Now, I don't see any other reasonable explanation for this. No security, you guys in California, you don't have like impact windows with the amount of money you guys have. 
I'm an average man. Some might say I'm a poor man. <laughs> and, uh, I have impact windows on my house. You can't break them with a hammer. You can hit them. You can shatter them, but you ain't going to get through them. Uh, by the time you think you're about to get through them, you're going to get some lead from the inside flying outwards at you. <laughs> okay, That's how much time I have to go easily go open the safe, get a gun, and protect myself. You guys don't have that, especially at your age. I'm a younger guy. I could still go toe-to-toe with people. I mean, I'm not a spring chicken, but I'm not I'm not in my 80s where at that point, you, you better pray you have a gun on your hip because you're going to get wore out pretty quick. I don't, don't think you got too much toe-to-toe left in you. So you don't have that protection on your house. You don't have an alarm on your house that when that went off, when they broke the glass, it didn't trigger a silent alarm or an alarm that would have alerted the police to automatically respond to your house, especially because they know who you are. This whole story don't make sense. So Nancy Pelosi's husband's having secret rendezvous, and it could have always been that way. Some people get married for love and other people's get married for an arrangement. Hers might be an arranged type of an of a marriage, and her husband, uh, you know, they're they're best of buddies. But as far as that department goes, he seeks that somewhere else. And you catch what I'm trying to say here, because this is you know a family friendly program. But you understand where I'm going with that. So I don't buy into it. I don't believe it. Now, Chucky Schumer got caught on a hot mic, telling Sleepy Creepy how bad they're about to do in midterms. No surprise. I think we're all pretty aware of that. We see the polls. Oz actually finally surged a little bit and pulled a little bit ahead of Fetterman. He's a couple points ahead. Last time I checked, of Fetterman after the debate. So the debate went well for Oz. Um, Fetterman showed who he was, and it was less about him having cognitive problems as it was about his policies. People heard his policies and they're scared of him. And they don't like him. He has a weak stance on criminals and people are tired of the crime. The guy is for legalization of pretty much any drug you want. The guy is against fracking. And we're talking about Pennsylvania here. We're not talking about uh, down here in Florida where we don't do that much fracking. We're talking uh, most people know somebody who works in that industry. That's a big industry up in that area. So he's against that and against fossil fuels. People are dying. You saw the diesel diesel fuel shortage. Did I talk about that? I don't remember if I talked about that or not. Diesel fuel shortage, we got 25 days in reserve for diesel fuel. We're about to get hammered, and I'm, I feel that myself because my vehicles are diesel. So I'm going to feel the impact of the diesel. I'm paying over $5 a gallon right now in South Florida for diesel, and it's going to get a whole lot worse. What about all the people up north that got to get warmed up this winter? <laughs> So people see policies that Fetterman is in line with. He's he's more than happy to vote with Sleepy Creepy to continue these failed policies, and they didn't like it. So he got to bounce. But I think they're using this Nancy Pelosi thing to try to regain some ground and, you know, reinvigorate their campaign that everybody on the right are violent extremists. When we know that's factually inaccurate, doesn't matter. That's what they want to paint you as. Cause most people don't bother to look any diff- any deeper than the surface. Most people, they hear a one liner, they read a headline. They don't even go in to do any homework. You don't even bother taking the three to five minutes that it takes to even read an article. Some articles, it's only a minute or two. You don't even take the time to read it. You get the headline, a little news flash, boom. And it's like, Oh my God. That's it. This right, crazy white right-wing guy went in Nancy Pelosi's house and he beat him to death with a hammer. So they're going to use that and try 
to do the best they can for November. In California, specifically, they're they're not doing as well as they would like to be doing. Go look at all the elections there. They're winning, but you're seeing that they're not only losing ground, in certain areas they're losing. So for a state like California, for a state like New York, that's a toss-up right now for the governor. Zeldin, Lee Zeldin's really got a, a really solid shot at being the next governor of New York. They know they're losing. You remember I said to you a few weeks back that Democrats are going to lose power and it's not going to be a short-term thing. This isn't like you're going to lose it now, you're going to get it back in two years and you're going to lose it again. You're Dem- Democrats are slated to lose power in this United States because of their policies, because people are waking up and seeing what's going on. They're going to lose power for a decade at least. It may go longer than that, but for about the next 10 years, you're not going to have the power that you just had over the last two years because of the disaster that you've created here in the United States. So they're going to use any tactic that they can in this. We got, uh, let's see, today's Monday. You got eight days, eight, nine days left. That's it. After that, uh, you're all done. Democrats will no longer hold the house. I'm feeling more and more confident every day as we inch a little closer to this election. You are going to lose control of the Senate as well. I think we could at least, at a minimum, get to that 51. Call me crazy, but I'm feeling pretty positive thinking that we could possibly get to 53 to 54 seats. I mean, it's it's looking pretty good right now. If the votes go the way that it looks... You know, it's going to be much better for us. So you potentially are going to lose the Senate. And then you have what? You have the White House. And what happens then? That's where Republicans need to get together on the same page, House and Senate. And you need to pass some common sense bills, reverse some of the things that have been done to us, pass some new legislation that will insulate us and protect us and get us back online, get it to Joe Biden's desk, and then he will feel the pressure of the United States because that election is coming up. Not too, not too far in the distance here. Two years out, that election is on deck, and he will know if they are putting together some solid packages that are going to help the consumers here in the United States, help the people, and you keep vetoing them and you keep denying them, that's just going to pretty much seal your fate in 2024. All right. Elon Musk. Wow. Oh, my God. Elon Musk is, he's out of control in a good way. I, 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 you know how much I don't like Twitter, so I don't deal with Twitter at all. Uh, other than usually just posting my uh, podcast, a link to my podcast. It's today's episode. Here's a link, blah, which I do on all social media outlet, uh, apps that I use. Um, I don't interact much. I interact a little bit on, on truth. I'm not huge on interaction there. I, I just, I don't have the time nor the desire to do it. So I haven't been doing it uh, that much. Well, Twitter, I decided to test the waters and see. I mean, you want to talk about an immediate, immediate change? My goodness. When I said anything, I'd get a response to it. I actually saw for the first time in two years that I gained a follower and, and it's not that my count is not, that's not what I'm talking about. 
just I never see any response. I never see I get a follow. I never see anything. I go and it just goes out into space there and that was it. So I'm assuming my account was shadow banned. Just my assumption. I also, right before he took over, they knocked down two or 300 followers from that account. And like I said, I'm not on there, so I don't, I don't really care. It is what it is. I put it out there and it is what it is. Um, all of a sudden, out of the two or 300 that knocked down, once he took over, all of a sudden my count went back up. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm getting no notifications that people are now following me. I didn't get any of that crap. I only got one. Okay. Besides that, the, the count went back and it was fluctuating and all of a sudden it went back up and it's been steadily going back up in the other direction. So it really shows you, again, small timer, small potatoes. You got me probably completely silenced where nobody really sees me. I, I probably, where I gain my followers are people that enjoy podcasts, perusing through, they happen to click on me like what they hear, listen in for a little bit. Maybe they become a subscriber, maybe they don't. But I believe that's the only way they were able to find me up to this point. Now I'm feeling a little bit more confident that if I start engaging in Twitter, there's a real possibility that I could actually somehow get people on board and see who likes, at least reach out to give them an option to listen to what I'm what I'm doing here, and if they like it, they can continue to listen. If they don't, then they find something that's better for them. Um, but what a difference. Now, Elon Musk has announced officially okay, that he is going to cut loose somewhere around 50% of the, of the workforce there. And that's pretty huge. I saw numbers as high as 75. I saw the Daily Wire reported uh, 50%. He already fired some top executives, especially some of the people that made some of the most, I would say, damaging decisions for the company. I mean, this guy's going in there swinging. And he went in there, and I know I said this last week, walking in like the ship is sinking with a sink in his hand, just a clown. He's a clown. Um, There's talk about Trump coming back. Trump has already made a statement that uh, without him, you know, Twitter will never survive, but he's going to stay where he's at at True Social. I kind of was saying to you, I think I said this to you last week, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I was I was saying to you last week, he has to have some type of clause in his contract with True Social because they took him in when nobody else would. They built and designed this platform around him stating that he would not leave them, that even if Twitter came back up for a certain time period, that that's going to be his main home, that's his hub, so that people flock to that to hear and whatever he has to say. I also told you, and I still stand by what I said, I don't believe it would be in Trump's best interest to go on Twitter. I really don't. I think that Trump did everything he needed to do on Twitter. And before the 2016 election, that was his best way of reaching out to his base, to get people around him. Uh, Twitter was definitely not banning him. They thought it was entertaining. That was all over the place. They shot themselves in the foot not realizing what they were doing as much as they were promoting him throughout his presidency. That was his constant interaction with his people, and it all worked the way he needed it to work. He doesn't need that anymore. You know who Donald Trump is. Everybody knows who he is. We know what time it is. People's minds are already made up. If he's the guy that's running in 2024, believe me, everybody that voted for him before and even people that voted against him for Joe Biden that have now 
suffered through what this economy is, are willing to flip that vote and go with him. Because if you're talking about a head-to-head matchup, if they're really going to try to run Sleepy Creepy, believe me, between him and Trump, people know already what to expect. So they know an additional four years of Joe Biden equals suffering, and four years of Trump equals prosperity. And they're going to vote with their wallets because that's the way people are. Yeah, well, you're hurting us. We're going to vote against you. But I don't think he needs to go on. He's accomplished what he needs to do on, on, on Twitter. So the best thing Elon Musk could do to prove it's a free platform, to prove that it's free speeches, regardless of whether Trump wants to come on or not, is to come out and say, we've restored your account. It's there if you'd like to use it. You are welcome back anytime you want to come. You are not lifelong banned, period. That's it. He wants to do it. He wants to. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. That's his choice at the time. But that will speak volumes at Twitter and about Twitter about their new values, that we value free speech. And just because you don't like somebody's political opinion or because you think somebody's a little rough in the way they speak, you can't just kick them off forever. Twitter, all these social media platforms are town squares in their own right. They are cyber town squares uh, where the guy used to get on a soapbox in the middle of the little towns here in the United States and they'd get out there and they'd throw their speech down and go at it with the people. Well, that's what this has become. We're in a digital era. This is how this works. So it needs to be free. And if it's going to be free for one side, it needs to be free for both sides. The left is having an absolute meltdown right now. They don't even know how to handle this. Uh, You know, what I'd like to say to everybody in the left is build your own platform. That's what you told all of us to do, and we did. We built truth. You built truth. We started building movie studios. You have productions coming out of a lot of uh, the right-leaning conservative people. You have pretty solid productions coming out. Look at how successful Robert Davi's movie was about Hunter, Uh, the Daily Wire has movies coming out, and they've all been wildly successful up to this point. So we are. They're building children's channels. We are building an alternate. So I would say to you on the left, if you had the nerve to laugh at us and point at us when when it was your time and say, oh, yeah, why don't you guys build your own stuff? Well, we did. So now if you don't like what's happening on Twitter, that they're going to make it free on both sides – If you don't like that and you can't sit there and have a debate with somebody because you just want to be in an echo chamber where all of you spew the same hate, well, build your own platform. Do something else just like we did. It's going to take you a few years, but do it. Lib tears everywhere. Twitter soaked in them. The bird is dripping wet with lib tears right now. You got personnel demanding things from Elon Musk, which I think is hysterical. 50% are going to get canned. Some of the CEOs have already been canned. Some of the higher-ups have already been canned. And it's what needs to happen if Elon Musk wants Twitter to be successful. If he would like it to be successful, then you got to make it even. you got to stop shadow banning people. If, if news organizations, trusted news organizations like the New York Post, want to run an article even though the Democrats don't like what it says because it can impact an election, you got to let them run it. It's a news outlet. Let them run it. And if somebody wants to share it, let them share it. And oh, well, if it changes people's minds, then that's what news organizations are about. They're supposed to report to you unbiased. This is what happened. This is where it's at. Come to your own conclusion. 
And if that changes people's minds and hearts and they go, oh, man, Joe Biden's son smoking crack rocks the size of marbles, hookers and prostitutes everywhere, he, uh, mom and dad or dad taking showers with brother and sister at inappropriate ages. I don't know what age is okay unless they're like a little infant and dad's holding them in a shower and hands them right back to mom. I don't know, I don't know any other age that would be appropriate for dad to be in a shower with your daughter. <laughs> but... If people read that and they go, yeah, this family's disgusting. I'm not voting for them. Even though I don't like Trump, I'm voting for him because, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on over there in Pedo Joe's world. And if that's what happens because you're letting a news story run on a free app, then that's the way it should be. And if Elon Musk gets to that point where he allows all of that, I suspect Twitter will become king once again. All other social media apps will slowly but surely dwindle away because Twitter will be everybody's main place to be, and that'll be it. Not to mention, you know, I saw Officer Tatum. If, if you don't know who Officer Tatum is, you should. Officer Tatum's pretty good. Uh, I like him personally. I think that uh, when he talks, I hear a lot of what I'm saying out to you. Let's put it that way. Well, what he thinks of and how he says things, it, to me, I sound similar to him because I'm like, I just said that. And me and him, it's like we're on the same track. Um, obviously, he's a different person than me, and he's, he's much larger. That's not um, – it's just I see similarities between the two of us. I like him in general. But what I'm getting at here is in Twitter, he couldn't get verified because all the libs were in control. He's got almost 700,000 followers. I think he's got like 600 and – no, 97 or maybe I read it wrong. Maybe it, was, it doesn't matter. He's got over 600. Let's say for a fact, I know he's got over 600. He's in between six and seven and he can't even get verified. You get lib counts that have 5,000 followers and they're already blue check verified. Why can't he get verified? And I saw he threw that out to Elon Musk. Hey, I'm verified everywhere else. Can't I get verified here? And I know if you're not into social media, Believe it or not, the whole verification badge is a little bit more, it carries a little more weight than you think. Because, see, like me, for example, I'm not verified. People see me, for some reason, if I had that little blue check, all of a sudden, I'm valid. That that somehow makes, makes me valid where you will have more people follow you and more people listen to you because you've been verified. You're just another guy on the app and they don't know if they can trust you. It's a weird thing. But for him, being verified would be a positive. Uh, yeah, I'd have to get to at a minimum of 5,000 followers to be verified. Um, and that would require me actually working at trying to gain followers, which means I'm always on the app. These guys use it heavily, and I understand that's their main business. And I think if I was home all day and this is what I did all day for a living, yes, I would probably be, I'd probably send out 30, 40, 50 interactions a day, either uh, tweets or truths. Or, or whatever a day uh, because that this is what I do. So I'd be sending them in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, all night because I'm looking at it and I would say things and respond to things and I'd send my own things out and find articles I like and put them all over the place. That's what they do. And it, that's what it requires to gain followers. I'm going to attempt, attempt to get more busy and just try to have a mirror account. Whatever I put on Twitter will also go on True Social. It's just going to be a mirror image and see where it's at. Because I know there's no shadow banning going on on Truth. Truth, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't know how many people are using it. The interaction seems pretty decent. They're definitely number one for downloads of the app. So there's got to be quite a few people on it. So I'm going to do both. 
and see where that lands me. I think what's today, Monday, uh, starting today, actually, uh, you should see if you follow me, I'm going to be more active than I used to be. And I'll try to just continue to ramp that activity up because I really am trying to transition where if I can make enough money doing this, then I do this full time. And I know if I can dedicate all my time to this, then sky's the limit. We shall see. I only got through two things today. Wow. There was so much crap going on on the weekend. <laughs> but the Paul Pelosi thing was pretty bad. I mean, Paul Pelosi and Twitter drowned everything else out. And, and there was plenty of other things going on. That just happened to be the two stories that it was just non, a nonstop barrage, no matter what app you were on of those stories. So, All right, it's Monday. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me, especially on Apple. It's always a big help. If you've been listening to me for a long time and you haven't rated and reviewed me, oh, what are you doing to me? You know? <laughs> anyway, I'm just teasing. Um, uh, if you'd like to check out anything else, I do littlejoecc.com. If you want to contact me, go to the contact section, send me a message. Beyond that, I hope you have a wonderful Monday. I know we just got it started, but hey, it is what it is. At least you're working, right? You get to put some food on the table. We'll do it again tomorrow.